Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Let's bring in Willie P., voice of Charlotte FC, WFNZ reporter, host. He's back with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Willie, I don't know if you've gotten to weigh in on this court storming stuff, but what's your take on it? I feel like Bernie Sanders. I am once again asking you to stay in your seats following a basketball game, right? (laughs) That'd be the meme. Uh, As somebody who has uh, been a part of court stormings as a student and even also as a reporter, I I can tell you that it would be logically inconsistent for me to sit here and say that they have to stop. I I do feel like there can be some tweaks to the formula, whether it's a waiting period to get the players off the floor, and then the rush happens. But I can tell you, just from being there, sometimes it's just instinctive. Uh, guy hits a game-winning shot, floor comes, uh, floor gets completely rushed. I, I, I think that you know, I, I was at the Final Four when when uh, the shot was hit with Chris Jenkins, and I'm telling you, within not even a half second after Jenkins hit that shot to win the game against North Carolina, were the fireworks just completely going off everywhere. So much so to the point where, like, if they didn't or they determined that it didn't necessarily go through in time, they would have had a really bad cleanup scenario on their hands with all the confetti that happened. That's how quick these court rushes happen. Maybe there needs to be a change there, but at the same point in time, I don't particularly care for the uh, the sanctimony from the Blues that uh, all of a sudden say this has to stop, this has to be going away. Can we think about the children? Can we think about the kids? No. Come on now. This I, is something that shouldn't go away. Yeah, and, and I got a lot of folks saying, hey, we're, I'm over the court storming talk. Me too. I, I'm over it too. If you want to do something to fix it, then fix it. Otherwise, I'm going to start ignoring these stories, you know, unless obviously it's unavoidable because there's just nothing to talk about anymore. Uh, but what we can mm-hmm. talk about is, what we can talk about is Charlotte FC on Saturday night. Uh, big win, big crowd, big opening night, big everything on Saturday. What was your favorite part? The, my favorite part was that even though the amount of people in the building might have been less than the 74,000-plus we had the opening year or the 69 we had last year, it felt like it had every bit the kind of juice and vibe in the building that we had for the first game. And I think the one thing that now comes sidled with that is expectation. And I think from the moment we saw them step on the pitch, you saw a different energy, you saw a different attention to detail, and you saw a planner to Dean Smith that – we really hadn't seen under the previous two managers, not to denigrate those two gentlemen, but you saw a commitment to making New York work when they didn't have the ball. And when they did have the ball, there was a simplicity to it. They were attacking through all three channels. Uh, they got a goal off a set piece, which I don't know if there's a center back that makes that kind of ambitious run for us before Dean Smith gets here. I think Adilson Milan is somebody who had had a couple of chances go by the wayside. In his first couple of years, you're not, again, you're not necessarily always uh, anticipating a center back to be somebody who scores, but he had a couple of chances that went awry in his previous two years with Charlotte FC, and this one he gets an opportunity for a net mount scramble header on the doorstep and gives Charlotte FC the lead, and, and they make it stick. How many times last year do we say, you know, 25 points dropped from winning positions, and they come out and they hold the lead, very much similar to the way they did in uh, Decision Day against Inter-Miami. It was incredible to see, and I think it instilled the foundation that 
They want to be tough to beat, and and they want to be able to make sure that they give the fans a great product to see. I, I like it. Now, I have uh, a texter here that says, year three is our year, Charlotte FC. I, I've heard some people already, hey, I really, this this team feels different. I heard you you've talk about them and say that you know, this feels like a professional football club with a professional approach. So I, I like the enthusiasm. I like the expectations. But, Willie, I also have... On the other ear, people telling me, ah, the talent level's down. Uh, they, they might be scrappy, but it's going to be hard for them to win a lot of matches this year. What, what are realistic expectations for this club this season? Well, D- Dean has said it in a nicer way than the first manager said it. Uh, there is a need to add talent. I think there, he said something to the effect of two to three players of a high quality still need to come in. The thing about the roster, though, in Major League Soccer is that it's an evolving orga- uh, organism that goes throughout the rest of the season. They have an open transfer window from now until uh, middle part, end of April. So they have that until that time to add anybody in the world they want to. Just because the European incoming transfer window is closed doesn't mean they can't go out in Europe and sign somebody. That team can't necessarily replenish that player, which is why it doesn't always happen. But, but Charlotte has acquired players in this part of the window before, uh, sometimes to their you know, positivity, sometimes the detriment, sometimes you don't want to get into a scenario where you're desperate to get a guy just to get a guy. And then you're saddled with that player for two years and you really don't know what to do with them. So I think Charlotte's been very intentional. You know, I even had a couple of conversations with some of their scouts over the course of the last couple of weeks and said, you know, well, while their market is kind of quiet right now, because again, teams are kind of settling and then the market's kind of uh, coming back to the norm. It doesn't mean like there won't be an opportunity to potentially get somebody here within the next month. Or in the summer window, I think that Dean Smith has made it very clear he wants to get a right winger in here of some uh, of some rapport and also get somebody who can maybe even be a, a shoe-in in the center back role as well. And he's also not necessarily shy about wanting an attacking midfielder either. So I don't think this roster is in any way done, but I also think he also is not worried about leaning on some of these young players you saw Yuri Tavares be at the center stage of the goal that was scored on Saturday, and we saw him at the center stage of many goals for Crown Legacy last year. And you don't just score 12 goals in a league and don't have a talent to be able to back it up. Willie P. with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, voice of Charlotte FC. He's with us uh, hanging out each and every Tuesday. And uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, I, obviously you know I chatted with Vaughn Pullman yesterday, and I said, hey, Love Vaughn. I, Vaughn's Good great. I, I thought he was great. We'll have him back. And he told me, I said, look, you know, just contextualize the MLS for us now in the world hierarchy of, of you know, of football leagues, soccer leagues. And he said, yeah, they're battling for 10th right now. But he stressed, hey, you know, the football is getting better and better all the time. It's really good soccer week by week. And uh, it's only improving. And, and I, I completely, you know, I can understand where he's coming from. My question for you is, with the support that this organization has gotten, the overwhelming support already, 62,000 again for opening night. I, does, is the rest of the world taking notice of this? And I don't mean like, are they talking about FC in all corners of the globe? But I mean, you pointed out the other day, like how few soccer matches abroad over the weekend pulled the same kind of attendance numbers that Charlotte FC did. Certainly there are people, you know, internationally that are noticing what Charlotte FC is doing, right? Well, they definitely are, Kyle. Uh, and I think Dean Smith is a big uh, avenue of that. When I was over in uh, in Europe, you know, with uh, on my vacation over the winter, I brought Dean Smith's name up to a bunch of people, and he said, and they said, "Oh, well, you know, he's going to bring a lot of credibility to that organization." And I said, "Well, you know, we already do kind of sell out our opener with seventy thousand. They're like seventy thousand, put seventy thousand in for, for a soccer match." And I said, "Yeah." And so that is the kind of thing that you know will help get more eyeballs on this roster. There was actually a uh, uh, a group of media that came across from England. Originally, they were supposed to do a story that 
kind of centered around the World Cup happening in 2026, and they wanted to get the vibe of what MLS is like, uh, at least in, as we get towards the 30th year of the league coming up here in two years that coincides with the World Cup. But the one thing that they ended up kind of st- stopping down on is they stopped down on Charlotte FC's atmosphere. And I talked with a bunch of those guys who were over here. Uh, they did some stories on Dean Smith and did some stories on Ashley Westwood because they have obvious English corollaries to their times that didn't overlap, coincidentally, at Aston Villa, but Aston Villa is a big enough club to go under their attention. And they're coming to find that, you know, we can be in this space too when it comes to soccer. Are we a top five league in, in the world? No. But I think if you asked anybody who, when they started this fledgling league in 1996, that they'd be among the top 10 leagues in the world by the time they turned 30, I think they'd all look back on that and say, we, we take it 100%, especially when you're getting the caliber of player that is now coming to this league, not uh, up including, but of course, uh, involving uh, Lionel Messi and the others that are hopefully going to come alongside of him. Okay. Now, um, I have, first of all, well done once again, yesterday, 515 on this show. We know you're behind this. You don't even have to admit it, but I, I know that you're behind this in part, that you know, you're, you're a legion of FC fans blew up the text line at 515 yesterday. Vaughn gave me a very ominous warning about this at about 350. And I loved every second of it. They're demanding content. They're demanding more airtime. And I love it. I appreciate it. Uh, From a content standpoint, I have already suggested uh, that, you know, me and Jessica Charman battling goalie wars, even though she's she's probably going to beat me. Um, Also, someone said KB is going to become a soccer bro by the end of this season. Willie, I mean, where did this notion come from that I hate soccer? I played travel soccer as a kid. Where did this come from? I... I don't know where it came from, Kyle. I I, I certainly didn't start it. Okay. And, and uh-huh. okay. Based, based based on yesterday, that's all those dudes. All those those dudes did that all on their own. I uh, I might have known it was coming, uh, but they even asked me. They're like, "How do we get more soccer coverage on on your radio station?" And I said, "Well, they have a text line." I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say. Sure. I didn't say. Hey, guys. Why don't you all pepper Kyle Bailey's text line at a singular time and and break the darn thing? Willie, I didn't say that at all. Willie, I think they they, refer, all, they I, all said that. I, I think they call that stochastic terrorism in 2024. I believe that's what that's called. But I'm not mad about I, it. I didn't. I, I didn't plant the seed. I, I might have driven them to Lowe's to get the seeds to plant, but that might have been it. <laughs> all right. So so listen. I want to be more involved. All right. I, I I've already promised you and Jess. You know I love you both dearly. I was just texting with Jess Sharman yesterday. Um, I can, can I be the celebrity sideline reporter for a match on the, on the FC? G- give me an idea here, Willie. It doesn't have to be that. I don't want to. That's your show. But just give me an idea here. What are we doing? I want to get you leading the march and sitting in the supporter section. I think we need Hell to get yeah. every. I think I think we need every one of our hosts to do that at some point this year, uh, whether it's Mac and Bone one week and Weston Walker another week and and, and Kyle uh, it, maybe even Jeff too if he wants to. I mean, we could we can get everybody involved and and have you guys lead the march from McNinch all the way to uh, all the way to the stadium and 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 be there when the beer showers happen because that's I think that's the honestly best way other than listening to us of course. Uh, the best way to take in the game is right there, you know, front and center, ground zero, in, in front of the supporter section, and uh, and being there with the people. All right, whatever Muggsy did the other night, can I do that? Because that looks like fun. Is that what you're talking I about? I don't have I don't have that kind of pull. Oh. I don't know if I can get you on the crown. Well, I mean, um, I, 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 Woody Wilder's problem. Woody, can I do what what Muggsy did the other day? That's all. I mean, I'm just coming up with ideas here. I know Woody. Can he pull some strings? 
I mean, you guys are both uh, suburban Virginia natives. Suburb- so, I mean, no, 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 not suburban. <laughs> rural. rural Virginia, rural Virginia natives. Yeah, we are. We have a lot of this. We have a lot of mutual friends. Uh, but look, see, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you, you name the date. We'll get Woody involved. We'll do all. I, I'm looking forward to it, Willie. Thank you for the time, my friend. We'll t- oh, you know what? Actually, I'm an idiot. Uh, I want to ask you one more thing before you go. Hornets and Bucks tonight. Don't 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 clip that smoke. Don't clip that. You can clip it. It's fine. No, I don't mind. I call myself an idiot all the time. Uh, Hornets and Bucks tonight. First of two with Milwaukee. Like they're they're five and one in their last six since the new guys showed up. Willie, I, I don't think anybody's talking playoffs or even play in, but there is excitement, and I think people are kind of uncomfortable with the excitement because they don't know really what to do with it. What do you make of the the buzz around the Hornets right now? Well, it just it's, it's great to see that they're getting the requisite effort on the defensive end that I think Steve Clifford has wanted ever since he took this job back over. And it's great to see that they are keeping teams in the 80s. Granted, I think a lot of that might be due to what Portland was doing uh, themselves. So uh, I don't want to give the Hornets too much credit there. But I do feel like it's a scenario that's developed now where you're seeing them honestly make the minutes very hard to earn over the course of the last couple of games. I know that once the injuries kind of come back and subside, if Lamelo gets back and healthy and, you know, you get Bertons and, and Curry back in there, there's going to be a real tough decision that Steve Cook is going to have to make in terms of, okay, who do I sit down and who doesn't crack the rotation because it's turning into a team that's becoming very, very hard to handicap who's going to play on a night and night out basis. It's because they're playing well. I think every night it's somebody different. It's Trey Mann one night. It's Fasa Micic the next night. It's Grant Williams. It's Brandon. It's Miles. It's it's all of a sudden completely changed the fabric of what we think about the Hornets, and it's made people optimistic that, hey, come the offseason, you keep some of these pieces around, you keep some of the, the core around as well, you add a piece or two or three, then you actually can think about, hey, now what the next step forward looks like could actually be something in the neighborhood of that P word you mentioned, playoffs. All right, Willie P., we appreciate you, brother. Uh, we, we'll catch up with you next week. Be good. Good luck trying to get on that throne.